0: Hello, everybody. This is Kristen at Intentional Now Podcast. Welcome. I know back to back, but um, I recorded last night, but I just, my heart felt the need that I needed to come back and speak with you again. What a joy. Um, So thank you. Thank you for joining me. Um, We have a subject matter this evening. Um, If I had the ability to make a playlist, I would do that. But I don't have the ability to make a playlist. You have the ability to make a playlist. So um, I'm going to talk off the cuff. I just finished having a council meeting with some very dear people. And we've been meeting for about a year and a half on sensitive subject matters. And then the Lord turned around and said, I want you to talk about this sensitive subject matter. I don't really have any problem with being transparent. Um, but, again, like writing a book, I mean, you put your voice out there and it always makes you feel extremely vulnerable. Um, and it's amazing what people can do with your words. So... I'm so ready, Okay, so everybody heard my phone ring. And yes, I had it on do not disturb, but the phone call was important. It was my senior mom. So her phone number comes through even my do not disturb. So I decided, you know, it's life <laughs> and to keep going. So I wanted to do at least round out and um bring to our conversation, um, the way that I describe this podcast, what has been placed in my heart, the way that it's framed up, is um, it's an engaging workshop discussion on change and purpose and redefining what we say yes to. And I'm going to say that again. Redefining what we say yes to. So me, Kristen Wombeck, I'm a spiritual entrepreneur. I chase bold dreams and I do the work. I ask many questions and I'm of the frame and the mentality of getting life done. And I put the word done with a question mark. The life that we were meant to live. I love that. The life that I'm meant to live. The life that you're meant to to live so in this workshop discussion on change and purpose and redefining what we say yes to there's a whole lot in my life that I have said yes to in my history that I would never say yes to today and those are some of the things I'm going to talk about um Last night when um, I was talking with you, um, I talked about some the burdens and the challenges that I faced writing, um, being brave, dealing with fear and uh, rejection and feeling not worthy of the task. And... Um, But all day long, I kind of had that feeling that I didn't really put any tools in your hand for what happens if you're dealing with some of the same things. So I'm going to talk about that sensitive subject, and then we're going to come back and we're going to put some tools in our hands so that we can overcome and we can change. And those things that are holding us back from our purpose that today we can begin to redefine some of the things we say yes to. So my my meeting that I had tonight is with um, a group of um, people I care for dearly. And we gather and we discuss and we pray regarding pregnancy and abortion issues. Now, I have to qualify why I have permission to talk about that. I have permission because that is a yes that I dealt with many, many years ago in my life. I said yes to abortion. I was married when I was 21. That was my first marriage. And this little country farm girl um, really didn't know what she was getting into. And I wasn't grown up enough to deal with some of them, the situations that were at hand, the inconsistencies that were placed on the table, entering into marriage with somebody. Um, and that's not what I'm going to talk about today. But what I'm going to talk about is, um, so very transparently, um, I got pregnant on the way out of um, that marriage. And by that time, I was extremely angry, very, very angry, very, very disappointed my brain and my mindset was already checked out. I was organizing my life to move out of the way, to relieve myself of the consequences and the decisions that my husband was making. It was very painful, and I was already setting my mind to be on the run. So then I go and I find myself pregnant. (sighs) oh so immediately i never even questioned that decision because there was so much anger and is there hate um i suppose that's viable that i i didn't even consider anything because i didn't want to have any ties whatsoever ever with Any part of um, my husband, him as a person and the choices that he made for his life. And so I entered into having an abortion. And at that time, it seems like it solved my problem. Well, it did. It solved my problem and it severed the connection that i had with my first husband and then um we ended up splitting and he filed for a divorce oh four six months later and that was the end of it um i didn't think too much about it i definitely said i wasn't asking jesus about for his help at that time of my life. I actually wasn't asking Jesus for help in making these really permanent decisions either. Um, Then I ended up moving to um, San Diego. And when I moved to San Diego, I moved right next door to my current husband today. That was God's hand. And I always say I was a double bagger here. I carried all my baggage of my goodness. I am 23 years of age and I have two bags of stuff. And if you were a farm girl, you would say it was A-S-H-I-T. Yes. And so I hadn't had time to heal. I didn't even know what inner healing was. And I was young, youthful with dreams and I wasn't ready to deal with any of it. So I was a two bagger and I walked into another relationship carrying my two bags of junk. Um, Courtship, fell in love with him, got married, um, started having children. And isn't that the grace of God? Totally. So. I made a decision to not be a mother, yet the grace of God just turns right around and presents me with motherhood. And that's just a beautiful, beautiful thing. And so um, my firstborn son and my secondborn son, I have four sons. Oh, my goodness. Lots of testosterone, right? Right. And so about the time that my second born son uh, was brought to us, um, life was starting to get really hard again. And my husband and I weren't communicating well and it was got ugly. Um, Again, I had that same choice again, sever opportunity, sever it, run away. But I didn't. Um, that really wasn't in the makeup of who I am. And at that point in time, that is when I felt and I started to turn into Holy Spirit. Now, Holy Spirit is always there to draw each one of us to God. But our ear isn't in a position to hear and listen. (laughs) I hear you say amen. Yeah, so my ear was totally tuned out from inviting God into a deeper place inside my heart. So now I've been married for a couple years. I have two sons. And life is not very friendly at this point. And something's got to change hmm something's got to change well i was the one who was doing the listening that's what old god always said to me said kristen you're the one who's doing the listening so you're the one i'm asking to change so i remember We were at our farmhouse. We had a second generation Aurora Colony house on about 12 acres. And Holy Spirit was seeking me tremendously. And um, I remember being in the dining room and by my piano, an ancient upright piano that I learned to play on as a young lady. And I finally made a decision to surrender. I had met Jesus at eight, but I hadn't met him as my savior. Because at eight years old, you're not really aware of, That you need a savior. But at this point in time, I really needed a savior. I really needed somebody who knew how to come in and clean up my mess. And that's exactly what he did. So Holy Spirit came in and he healed my heart. And he touched my heart. And I began to sing and write music again. And it was just a beautiful thing. And I didn't realize how much shame and guilt I had tucked away way deep down inside my heart. I never even considered it. Um, but his holiness and his righteousness it just has a way of gently sifting things to the surface. And I realized at that time that My decision was based on fear. My decision was based on selfishness. Um, It was totally about me. It was totally about myself. It was totally about myself of running away and getting away from the worst situation um, I could imagine. Protecting self. And now I am a mom with two boys. And that person just isn't the same. You know, that mama bear comes over you and the thought of, of me protecting myself and putting my children in harm's way. I didn't know who I was. So the Holy Spirit healed me. He transformed and he changed my heart. I have so much of the story to tell you. <laughs> How long do we want to go this evening? Well Love is an amazing thing. You never was pushy. And when we dealt with shame, I didn't feel shameful. Shame was contrary to who I am in Christ. Shame was something that just had to be removed from me. It wasn't part of me. It wasn't who I was. It was something that came into my life by the choices that I made. It wasn't who I was. And he just lifted it out and he removed it. Beautiful, beautiful thing. So when I was meeting with um, the group of, let's say, we were ascending um, prayer warriors, and we were, tonight, we were had ascended, and Jesus asked me, point blank, he goes, I want you to talk about this. Well, I'm kind of a jump in with my two feet right away. And so I, here I am before the <laughs> the pan gets cold and the thought or the feeling um, can get dispersed. I mean, how can you prepare yourself anymore for such a sensitive topic? You can't. I can't write a better list or a better outline to talk to you about. I can only talk to you from my heart and what I've experienced. Now I know that there are many of you out there that have experienced the same thing that I'm talking about. I pray that the Lord has touched you deeply and brought healing and freedom to you. But I also pray that if you haven't Receive that healing and freedom that you just listen right now. Just listen. Just listen to Holy Spirit. The listening, it's good. It's not shameful. It's not guilt. He never condemns us. Just listen and feel his love. Feel his love begin to touch you and wrap his arms around you and love on you and remind you who you are. I played the crickets because I wanted a moment to think and my husband says I pause too much, but when I pause, I'm thinking. <laughs> I am, I'm thinking. I'm thinking about you. I'm thinking about the mess that I was, and now I'm not a mess anymore. And so I want to encourage you. To be brave that was what the Lord said to me tonight he said I want you to be really brave Kristen I want you to talk about this because so many people need to hear it they need to hear about being brave and just between you and Jesus you're the only ones that need to talk about it right now I've walked through many years of healing, many years of being able to talk about this transparently. But if this is the first day that Holy Spirit has come to talk to you, or should I say he's been talking to you, that you are ready to listen, then turn in and listen Allow yourself to be washed. Allow yourself to be touched. Allow yourself to be loved on. Now I'm going to fast forward many years here in my healing process. So Holy Spirit healed me first. And then from the healing, there was just this fire that burned in me. And (laughs) it has never gone out and from that that love that he shared with me that redemption of my heart the redemption of motherhood and you know abortion is is not just a spirit that attacks your womb it's a spirit that attacks your your life it can cause an abortion of life, an abortion of your life, an abortion of your destiny, an abortion of your business, and it caused you to abort the plans and the purposes that he has for you. And those are the things that He, Jesus and I walk through and work through. So fast-forwarding ahead, many years, and now imagine that I've received my spiritual sight and my spiritual eyes are open so I can see in the kingdom of heaven. Okay, fast-forward and just believe Jesus. And I had an encounter, and I met my aborted daughter. I met my miscarried daughter. I had a miscarriage um, also. Um, but I met my aborted daughter, and that was phenomenal. So I want to tell you that heaven is amazing and wonderful. And all the children are really with Jesus. And they so look forward to meeting you. As much as I looked forward to meeting them, it's an amazing thing. (laughs) They're part of the cloud of witnesses and they're still speaking into your life. And I'm going to share with you this really, really personal secret it's just really personal. And so if you're unable to process it, I just ask that you would honor and respect and just stick it on the shelf if you're unable to process it. Oh my goodness, I feel that. A little bit of emotion there. So I was talking with my daughter one day, hearing her with my spiritual heart and my spiritual ears. And Jesus was there as we were chatting, and she was talking to me. And She said to me, she says, Mom, I knew in my decision, she said, I knew that you were going to abort me. And I just went, what? She said, I knew that you were going to abort me. And when I was in God, and we had the discussion about my destiny scroll before I would be birthed on the earth, that discussion, I knew that you were going to abort me. And I made that choice. I made that choice to accept my destiny scroll knowing that you would abort me. And the reason why I chose and said yes to my destiny scroll is because I could see what Jesus was going to do in your life. And I was willing to give my life to you for the Jesus in you that you would one day become. Wrecks me every time I talk about it. She knew. She knew that I would abort her and she chose that destiny. The destiny to arrive on the earth just in the womb and never breathing a breath of the air that we know. She knew the Jesus that would be in me and what my life would be for this generation on the earth, what my life would mean to my family and to my generational line. Isn't that just amazing? (laughs) Totally amazing. And it just melts my heart. i got to get the Kleenex out. It just totally melts my heart to think that. The epitome of Jesus Christ in my aborted daughter, she responded the perfect reflection of Jesus. She gave herself selfishly so that Jesus could live and breathe and mature in me. (laughs) Okay, so I'm being brave here, and I'm going to suggest that you are being really brave too. Let's be brave together. Because we can, together, we can clean up this mess and we can find the freedom and the hope, right? So I'm going to just, um, I'm going to read again the framework of my podcast. (laughs) An engaging workshop. Now, haven't you been engaged? (laughs) And discussion. Now, haven't we had a discussion And it has been one of change. And it has been one of purpose. And I would highly suggest that we have redefined what we say yes to. And I put that question out there. That we redefine and we challenge ourselves what we say yes to and the purposes that we say yes to. Well, now you know why I consider myself a spiritual entrepreneur. Yes, I love doing business, and I love creating, and I'm a digital digital guru, too. But I am chasing bold dreams, and I'm doing the work. I'm here talking to you because I've done the work. I've spent time at his feet, and he has spent time teaching me And training me up and maturing this very immature young lady. And he never, ever stopped believing that I'd grow up. That I'd grow up to be a mom, to be a wife of 36 years. And to have four strapping sons two daughter-in-laws so far and only grand puppies. <laughs> so we come and we're doing the work. We're asking the questions and getting life done. Yes, done. The life that we're meant to live. So I'm going to put a couple of, mm, I don't know if you call them questions out there. But There could be a couple of different kinds of listeners here. Say you have had an abortion similar to me. (laughs) I just encourage you, open your ear and let Holy Spirit just talk to you. And take a step today and take a step tomorrow. And just believe the Jesus in you. Believe what he tells you. Allow him to love you. But I also want to talk to what happens if now you are the young lady that was pregnant, much like I was. What happens if that's you today and you're pregnant and you don't want to be pregnant? We have to redefine what we say yes to. For me, fear caused me to make a decision that 30 years later, that wasn't my decision. Hmm. So my encouragement to you is listen to Holy Spirit. And I'll give you a tool because remember, I promised that I was going to give you tools um, to deal with fear and being unsure or wavering. It could be so many things. It could be procrastination or not knowing, you know, what God called you for and called you to, or maybe you're struggling as a mother or gosh, your kids are driving you crazy or maybe your husband. Oh my gosh. There are so many things. So believe with me, please. Um, if you're sitting in a room or maybe you're sitting in your car, I'm going to activate your imagination. So remember, Jesus leads you into all truth. So if you're in the car, just imagine that Jesus is sitting next to you in the car. Uh, Possibly, maybe you need to pull the car over. (laughs) That would be a better thing. And Jesus is sitting next to you there. Or if you were in your home and you're either in your bedroom or you got to go sit alone in your living room. I want you to imagine that you are going to open a door, whether you're getting out of the car, opening the door, or you're opening the door to go into a different room. So together, we're going to stand up and we're going to open a door. And we're going to believe God that he's going to take you into heaven. So Jesus is seated In heavenly places, I'm seated in heavenly places because he seated the right hand of the Father. So you can hold Jesus' hand and walk through the door and just believe God like a child. Let him use your imagination. We're going to open the door and we're going to step through that threshold and we're just going to stop and we're going to wait. Now, I'm going to ask you something. Just, just be quiet and let peace flood over you. When you walk through the door, your fear, your shame, or guilt, confusion, unsureness, it didn't go with you, did it? No, it never does. That's why Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. That's why Jesus is the door. So when you open him as the door and you step through, those things that burdened you and held you back can't go with you. (laughs) And I want you to take a minute to feel what it feels like. Yes, you're feelers. God made you to feel and to perceive and have senses. Maybe you can see things. Just see them. It's okay. Squeeze Jesus' hand because he's right there with you. Or look at Jesus. Keep it simple. <sighs> yes, Holy Spirit, that's a really good idea. So, What do we do now? All this transparency. You stay right there on the other side of the door. Okay? Because this is a really good place for us to have communion. Okay? Because we're going to have communion and I'm going to give you a minute or maybe I'll lead you in a prayer. Okay? And I only want you to repeat or agree with me if what I say And share with you if it it vibrates and ministers to your heart. And just go, yep, Jesus, that's me. Or you can repeat it. So Jesus, I thank you that you have shown me the door that you are. Into your love and your affection and your righteousness and your holiness. And all I had to do was go through the door that you opened for me because I believe. I'm not making it hard. I'm not overthinking it. I'm just believing. Now I'm standing on the other side of this threshold, Lord. And your body is present because I just stepped through it and in it. And that body was hung on the cross just for me, for all my junk that's on the other side. And I thank you, Lord, that I can eat your forgiveness. And in eating your forgiveness, I take that into my body and I eat your forgiveness and ask that it would come in and heal me inside and out. Heal my heart, heal my womb, heal my memory and my thoughts, heal my mindsets. Just simply heal me and touch me and make me new. And I pick up that glass of wine. (laughs) The wine that represents your blood that has already been shed. It is a finished and it is a complete work. It's done. It's finished. It's complete. And I take and I drink Yes, I do have a glass of wine with me. How convenient. And I drink of your goodness. I drink of your righteousness. And I let that drink just go into my mouth and down my throat and in my body to cleanse and wash my DNA and who I am all the way to my toes. And, Father, I thank you for your forgiveness And I forgive myself. I forgive myself for partnering with the stuff that's on the other side of the door. I forgive myself for partnering with fear. I forgive myself for having an abortion. I forgive myself for being angry and hateful. I forgive myself for gossiping. I forgive myself for not believing for lack of faith. I forgive myself for separating myself from you. From taking such a long time to come back and have a conversation. I'm sorry. I nail all those things. I nail all the things that I didn't speak that are just spoken. and I nail them to the cross. Click, click, nail, nail. I leave them there. I break agreement with them because they've never been a part of who I am. I break agreement with the power that they've held over my life. And I declare myself free. That those things that are in the other room are gone because of the blood of Jesus. They're gone because of The body of Jesus. They're gone because of his sacrifice. And I believe and I release my faith. Because Jesus loves me. (laughs) And the Bible tells me this, doesn't it? (laughs) Okay. That is a seriously powerful tool. You can use it. I give it to you freely. Use it again and again and practice it again and again. (laughs) It's good stuff. I very much appreciate you listening. I very much appreciate that together we can redefine what we say yes to. Because there's a whole lot of things in my life that I no longer say yes to. And as of tonight, there's a whole lot of things that you don't say yes to anymore. So Holy Spirit, I ask in our newness right here in our we're cleansed, I ask that you would help to retrain our thoughts, our minds, our mindsets, help us to retrain the words that come out of our mouths. And thank you for loving me. Thank you for loving the people that are listening. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for the grace to be brave. Brave tonight. We're just brave. And tomorrow's a new day. Thank you for the new day that you created. And I am not the same person. Thank you, Jesus. I give you praise. I give you adoration. I give you glory. I just thank you so much for what you've done in my life and the, what you're doing in the life of the people who are listening. You're just touching, touching, touching. <laughs> I absolutely love the way Jesus feels. Thank you so much for letting me share my heart, share some tears tonight. Um, I invite you to follow me on this podcast. Yeah, this is just number three and oh my gosh, we've gone a long ways. (laughs) It's always going to get better. And you can also find me at KristenWombach.com. I have some good stuff there. Um, You can contact me there. Um, This has been good. Thank you, God, for giving me the strength and for the words. I bless you. I bless your dreams. As you lay your head on the pillow tonight, I bless you and I bless your your marriage, I bless your home, I bless your children, I bless your womb, I bless your heart, I bless your dreams, I bless your finances, I bless your business. Yay, applause. Ding, ding, ding. (laughs) Oh my goodness, I talked for a while. Thank you. You have a good night and we will talk again, okay? Bye now.